0: Experience. Experience. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 week 10 rankings Breakdown. start sit the whole shebang position by position you want to jump to a specific position easy Use the time codes. Additionally, if you're looking for the actual rankings list, they're in the description of this video and podcast. They update every single day. And if you're looking for the injury report, there is the link to the the most recent newsletter for free right now. But subscribe to the Mayo Media newsletter and you will get one on Tuesday evening with an injury report. Then you'll get another one on Saturday with a full going into Sunday injury report as well. Completely free to join. So please go do that smash like for the episode and please subscribe to Mayo Media Network and play in the Listener's League. The Listener's League link is now available. First crack at it, 3,000 spots available. Dry up by like... Friday afternoonish, so go reserve your spot right now. $15 to play on DraftKings, three max entry, no rake, thus making it the best tournament on DraftKings. Plus, I'm in it, so that's like free money. If you missed it, Chris Meany and I did a rest-of-the-season ranking show on Monday on Mayo Media Network. It's on the Pat Mayo Experience podcast feed as well, if you want to go check that out. One person said it was very helpful, which... I think for the first time in nine and a half years of doing this show, someone actually found this show helpful. So apparently it was, I credit Chris Meaney completely for that. But if you want the full list of position by position, full season rankings, that's down in the description as well. Just go click on it. You can see the rankings. You want to listen to the show. That would be tremendous news. But now let's get into these rankings for week 10. Jake Seeley from TheAthletic.com is on the line. We got some breaking news before we, like 30 seconds before we came on air. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's that's better than what we usually get is the 30 seconds after we're done recording. <laughs>
0: yeah, but what's going to happen is the moment we're done recording, that news is going to retract itself. and It's like, no, it was fake news. Don't worry about it. <laughs>
1: I like the Saquon Barkley's fake news, like he got tested, then not tested, then he was positive and not negative, and then he was negative, and they're like, what the hell's going on? And doesn't matter anyway, because he's not playing anyway.
0: Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he couldn't play regardless uh, with his ankle, and then they're going in to buy. You actually have the final episode of the All In podcast coming out, where you got a whole bunch of people from around the industry to give their favorite trade target at the fantasy trade deadline, spoiler alert, if anyone watched yesterday's show. I like trading for Barkley right now, but did you hear some good names being tossed out?
1: Yeah, there's also, so thank you for being a part of that. Yeah, it was kind of the, it's been on hiatus, so we'll put it on a definite hiatus. Who knows where my career is going to take me. I'm not burying it forever. Maybe it's like Adrian Peterson will come back in two years, but yeah, you took part of it. Uh, EY has actually got a sell, a surprising, surprising sell. a little hit there. So there were sells, buys. Uh, I think, honestly, of all of them, there's a little trade advice piece in there from Chris Harris, but I think the most surprising one was EY's sell so far. That that has to be the most surprising one so far. Yeah, to
0: have to listen. What was Barkley the most popular trade target?
1: No, surprisingly. I don't think I've had one, two. How many clips do I have? Seven clips. And I supposedly have three more on the way before the end of today. And I haven't had an overlap yet.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So I'd say my three favorite running backs to trade for if People just want the quick rundown of it. Saquon, David Montgomery, And then Melvin Gordon would probably be my three that you can acquire for value. Obviously, if you can get like Delvin Cook or Christian McCaffrey, do that. But if you want, right, if you want a running back who is a bit devalued at the moment, it's not like you're going to get them for free. You're going to trade something for them. But I just think that they're going to be better in the fantasy playoffs and the rest of the season than they're currently valued at. That's my take.
1: Yeah, I think the big one, we can you and I, we've talked about this for, what, three, four, five weeks now. It's just Melvin Gordon because we all want Javante Williams to happen. Javante Williams looks great out there. There's no question about his talent, but so does Melvin Gordon. And unless Melvin Gordon gets hurt, it's just not going to happen. They're, what they're doing works. And honestly, if you split it down and you look at it, the per touch like the touches are almost identical. The big difference is Melvin Gordon's putting up more yards on his receptions. That's really the only difference between Williams and Melvin Gordon so far this year.
0: And the the snap share does slightly lean in favor of Melvin Gordon. That's it's not a huge discrepancy, but he is touching right. the ball more.
1: Yeah, it's like what 53 47% somewhere in that range like basically what break even in Vegas would be. That's what you need to do. You have to win it like 50 what is it? 53% you have to win it.
0: I believe it's 52.7% of the time in order to beat a minus minus one ten spread. Up. Yeah. That's yeah. what it's going to be. More on that on Friday's gambling show. Let's talk running back rankings for week <laughs> 10. Uh, no surprise, Delvin Cook is facing the Chargers, so he is number 1. JT, Jonathan Taylor, not Thomas, number 2, Christian McCaffrey, Najee Harris, Alvin Kamara. Austin Eckler, Ezekiel Elliott, James Conner. Now that uh, Chase Edmonds is going to be out, it looks like four to six weeks. That's the only change from the Monday show as well. We didn't know about the Chase Edmonds injury, and at least the severity of it at the time. Now we do know, so Conner, until he gets hurt as well, so you're going to go pick up Eno Benjamin or something like that, but James Conner will be ranked number eight this week, Daryl Henderson number nine. Leonard Fournette against the Washington footballs comes in at number ten. So here is the breaking news that we heard right before that the show came on we have Nick Chubb I mean Felton also did too but they both tested positive for COVID-19 now apparently they're both vaxxed so they could do a double negative and return to action this weekend but have we seen anyone yet test positive midweek and come back and play on Sunday
1: so I said that to Jeff on my my rank show last Wednesday is that I don't think we have because we were talking about the situation last week and it was in coupling and win with the Barkley situation. But like um, who was the? it was Noah Fant. That's who it was. We were saying Noah Fant because his sleeper tight end was Oku, so whatever. Um, but no, I don't think we legitimately have seen anybody test positive in week and then actually play that week now. I don't think we've have we had anybody on Tuesday cuz I feel like Noah Fant was like a Wednesday or something. I mean, I could be wrong and I'm sure somebody will tell you in your comments. But maybe because it's Tuesday, it's early enough, but I do not think we've had one at least fantasy relevant. Maybe there's like an offensive lineman somewhere, but there hasn't been anybody that we've noted and wanted to talk about in fantasy where they've been hit with it and then they still played that week anyway.
0: I don't even know who the backup would be at this point, because if Chubb is out and Felton is out, Hunt is still it's on still IR, Johnson. and John Kelly just ended up going on IR yesterday as well, so it's just Ernest Johnson, right?
1: It's it's just Dearness Johnson, and maybe they use Schwartz back there, but the point being is it doesn't really even matter who's behind Dearness Johnson because Ernest Johnson monopolized that backfield, and that was with Felton and Kelly both active in that game, so I don't think we would really care... Anyway, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Like now, I think this will be telling... Wednesday or Thursday, if they sign somebody because of the John Kelly situation, or that somebody's being made active off the practice squad of how they feel about the situation, but I wouldn't be concerned about any of those options anyway. Well, the simplest version of what we're getting to here is as you take the name out of your rankings, I see you do that as if there is no Nick Chubb, and there is no other option. With I mean, again, Felton doesn't even really come into the conversation. I just think you just take out Chubb and you put in Ernest Johnson.
0: Well, it's funny because obviously I think that Nick Chubb is a better running back, but he wasn't playing like the full complement of – he was playing sort of like the same complement of snaps he was seeing with Kareem Hunt, which I thought was – kind of strange now obviously he broke off his big run he had a huge game paid huge dividends if you played him last week and that's what you want from the whole Nick Chubb experience he even caught a pass downfield I was watching the game I was like who the hell is that burly guy down the field I was like, oh my god it's Nick Chubb <laughs> uh, I've never seen him run a route more than like half a yard down the field this is insane it had to have been a broken play or they were like this is our one play we're going to use it once with Nick Chubb and no one will see it coming although the Patriots probably have it scouted now I'm just trying to find the Patriots they are bottom third in the league in terms of run defense you can probably pencil in dearness johnson now like where i would have had Chubb penciled in probably for max 70 percent of the snap share in terms of cleveland running backs dearness johnson's probably gonna get like 85 90 percent plus now obviously he's not as good but they do use him in the receiving game more than they tend to use nick chubb at least based on the one start that we saw him in that <laughs> I, I, the I one d- start <laughs>
1: exactly
0: yeah like do i put him like would you play deandre swift or dearness johnson
1: I'd play the Ernest Johnson because what it comes down to is you said 70% max. Honestly, Nick Chubb's max is 60. He has not even hit 60% of the snap share this year. They Whether it's been with Hunt or Johnson or anybody else, Chubb is not going to ever be on the field 60% plus of the time because that's how it is. And I just knew that, and I double-checked week nine because I didn't know if it changed last week. Week nine was 58.7% in a game that they ran a lot and had control of for most of the game because I included him in my worry report to say as soon as Hunt went down and that Chubb's role did not increase, I said, you would be worried if you thought Nick Chubb could get to top five. And some people were like, well, then why are you worried? I was like, no, the point was, if you thought this injury to Hunt would get him to top five, that's not going to happen. So where you had Chubb is fine. I agree with you in the fact that Dearness Johnson gets a. It's weird. He gets a bigger snap share if there's no chub. So, you know what? I would actually put Dearness Johnson. I think you can have a conversation. Dearness Johnson and Daryl Henderson, honestly. Who would you play? As crazy as it might sound. And you know how much I love Daryl Henderson. But the 49ers and the two and three minute drill, that's three minutes, not really a drill, but the two, three minutes, they still go to Sonny Michelle. Henderson got dinged up in that game. And I know that game went sideways, but it's just that feeling of every single week of, you know, if you put it this way, who do I know is going to be on the field 80% of the time? Dearness Johnson. That's how I feel. So I give him the slight edge.
0: Okay, I'll go with you. I'll put in Dearness Johnson at number nine in the rankings, one spot behind James <laughs> Conner because so I crazy. <laughs> I almost only totally expect James Conner, like James Conner and Dearness Johnson are essentially the same guy this week now, just based on the role that yes. they have in this offense.
1: That never coming off the field. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're 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 going to get Devontae Booker's workload, which has been like eighty five percent. So eighty five percent for arguably James Conner, better talent. And arguably, neck and neck talent. You know, if we want to say Dearness Johnson, Devonta Booker, but in the better team, better offense, better matchup than what Booker's been facing all this week. But, but Book, Booker just show, showed how do you beat the Raiders? You beat him in the run game. They just showed what you could do. So if you told me they were facing the Raiders and there was Dearness Johnson, I think Dearness Johnson, top 10 play. I can't believe we're saying Dearness Johnson, James Conner. This is what. 2021's bringing us, man. Week 10, Dearness Johnson and James Conner inside the top 10.
0: So that will bump out Leonard Fournette from number 10 to number 11. So he now kicks off the second set of 10 in terms of the week 10 running back ranking. So he's number 11. Then we have Cordero Patterson, DeAndre Swift. See you later, Nick Chubb. Uh, James Robinson at number 14, I do expect him to play this week. Uh, Tougher matchup, but he's still going to get all the volume. Then you have Aaron Jones, Devin Singletary, assuming Zach Moss does not play. Josh Jacobs, Daryl Williams, Elijah Mitchell, and Devonta Freeman. It's funny with Elijah Mitchell because... All San Francisco has showed us all year that when he is healthy and Raheem Mostert isn't, he is the guy in this backfield. It's like we're all bracing ourselves for this situation <laughs> where Shanahan just absolutely screws us over. And when Jeff Wilson right. was activated, it's like, oh my God, Jeff Wilson's probably going to be the lead rusher in this offense. Jamichael Hasty, he's going to get moved in. Like you're, People are always building this case against Elijah Mitchell. And it just turns out mm-hmm. to be Elijah Mitchell's the right answer every week. So he's got to continue to be a running back too
1: yes and i completely agree with you and i've been saying that since the trey sermon thing happened uh you know i was a trey sermon fan and i said that give trey sermon the opportunity and elijah mitchell got dinged up and i was like all right shanahan's been forced to see that trey sermon is talented and then the very next game elijah mitchell comes back and trey sermon gets one touch and that's that week is what i said and i think you and i even talked about because that was the week when i said shanahan has finally made us trust him he has done nothing but tell us that elijah mitchell is his guy what do we need to do and what this is the point that you're making which was my point at the time is what do we need to do to get this out of our minds that we're so scared to get Shanahanigan? hannigan that's really what it comes down to he's told us mitchell is the guy he's proved to us mitchell is the guy he's done nothing but make mitchell the guy and he continues to do so and you know what you can bring in. I know we're not talking wide receivers, but you can bring in Brandon Ayuk. He's told us for weeks that Brandon Ayuk needed to show him more. He has the past two weeks, and he's given the opportunity to be the number two again. As Brandon Ayuk who's been out there for the past two weeks and actually outperforming Debo Samuel. So we have that in our mind is that we don't want to get screwed by Shanahan, but let's be r- honest. He's been honest. He's been honest in exactly telling us what he's going to do.
0: Yeah, I'm 100% with you. Devonta Freeman at number 20 now. That's Ah. assuming Latavius Murray is going to be out, which we do not know as of Thursday night, but it would only be logical to assume that the guy who hasn't played in two weeks is unlikely to play on a short turnaround week. He is the one Ravens running back. You obviously can't trust him, but once you get past him in these rankings, it gets a little bit dicey. I mean, you can make the case that Gaskin could be higher. I have him at number 22, just based on the receptions that he can see, but I don't know who's playing quarterback in that game for one thing. And it will all have to be receiving yardage from him in this game unless he scores like a one-yard touchdown or something because the Dolphins just aren't running the ball like their pass over expectation is like through the roof somehow
1: <laughs> it really is and I'm really ticked off as a sidebar as that freaking to situation took me off survivor and went with the effing Dallas Cowboys but anyway uh yeah because the Damian Harris you know I, I would feel better about Damian Harris even over Freeman with no Latavius Murray it granted the matchups but I just feel better about damien harris but he's got his situation of being danged up with a head injury stevenson got a head injury in the same game i mean you might have to update your rankings and by the end of this week we might have brandon bolden okay and jj well, taylor is the only two options in that let, backfield. let's
0: talk about that because you're right uh both head injuries for harris and stevenson they both may not play against cleveland this week let's say that's the case where would brandon bolden rank would he be like would you play him over josh jacobs devin singletary
1: no okay. no this i want to. Have- I would play that. Brandon Bolden. Yeah, I wouldn't even play him over the Denver guys. Uh, he'd, he'd be down there. Like McNichols, that's where he would deserve it. He'd be in the McNichols conversation. Same be, type of situation.
0: So he'd be top 30. I would expect him. I would have him over McNichols. I'd expect him to touch the ball more than McNichols would.
1: Yeah, uh, possibly, but again, it's Bilichek and let's be real. Hmm. What, would anybody be shocked if they pulled somebody in off the street to be the third option because Bolden nor Taylor are true what you want to run between the tackles. And honestly, if they don't, I don't know that they give them that many run opportunities. We've seen this before from other teams, you know, like the Eagles at one point, you might have your leading rusher carry the ball eight times. And then JJ, like that being bold and carries the ball eight times, gets four receptions. And JJ Taylor carries it four times with three receptions. And then, uh, Jacob Johnson gets two. How do you pronounce... Isn't his first name pronounced weird, too? That's why I said it. Isn't it like y- Yakob or something like that?
0: Isn't he... Is he the German guy?
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not It's not Jacob. It's not Jacob Johnson. It's, it's like something... It's a weird pronunciation.
0: Well, anyone watching the Pat Mayo experience out there in Munich who I know at least two people who watch and listen in Munich, let us know uh, the proper pronunciation on that name. That would be fantastic news. I have more breaking news for you, Jake. I just got sent this uh, from our good friends at prizepicks.com, which you should go play at and deposit. Deposit like 10 bucks or something in it. Code MMNNFL and use our link down in the description when you do it. Uh, if you deposit $100, they will just give you a free $100 to go along with it. So you'll have $200. And if you play a Thursday night football matchup contest so one from the raven side one from the dolphin side this week over and under could be fantasy points receiving yards whatever it is that you like the best and lamar completes one pass you don't even have to play lamar but if he completes one pass or more you get another free 25 bucks you might as well deposit 100 bucks make a 25 dollar entry and the worst you can be doing even if you lose is up 100 bucks at that point if you go to prizepicks.com and use code mmn nfl do you have any specific liens in that they don't have all of the out so far i was looking for bateman over receptions in that game. Because I do think that Marquise Brown is going to be on Xavier Howard. And we've seen that Xavier Howard's so good at limiting people. It's just the rest of their defense sucks.
1: Yeah, well that's the big thing about it. And I know we're not talking about it, but uh why I do have legitimate concern for Mahomes at this point, because we keep talking about how you stop receivers like Marquise Brown and Tyree Hill And if you want to it's in the column. it's why I gave Mahomes two and a half ducks uh for everybody out there. But the threat isn't the same. And that's why Mahomes isn't working, but Lamar Jackson is, is because you beat cover two by sucking in the secondary and pulling in those safeties. And then Marquise Brown says, see you later. But that's the thing. It's like, even with Xavier Howard, sure, Marquise Brown could have three for 80 for a touchdown, but the better opportunity. I, I'm with you on Bateman. I could see him catching five or six this week
0: uh what will we do with i mean waddle would be my what i would want to play in that game uh, his receiving number opens at 64 and a half i always just like him on receptions better i might just go Gasicki over 52 and a half like parker's not gonna be back That's- fuller's not gonna be back like is, am i sweating Mac Hollins or the other like eight really <laughs> tall white guys who play tight end for their team now i mean Gasicki just catches everything with one hand
1: that, I was going to say, man, I mean, that's the one you want to put the over under on a touchdown for Durham Smythe. <laughs> but no, yeah, Gisicki, when you said that, Gisicki would feels like the better play there, honestly. Gesicki. I was off Gesicki for this year, but I was off Gesicki for this year thinking it was going to be Waddle, Parker and Fuller, and then you get... Left out of the equation, similar to Tyler Boyd just being the third option, and most of the time left out. Noah Fant. This, I expected the Noah Fant situation to happen for Gesicki as well, but because everybody keeps getting hurt and nobody can stay on the field, it's been Waddle and Gesicki. honestly been their Mark Andrews from past years, speaking of the Ravens, so I'm with you. I, I would much rather go to the Gesicki route as much as it doesn't always feel good to go after a tight end for props.
0: Well. You can wait for more props to be out, but just go to prizepicks.com. You can use the link that's down in the description. Use code MMNNFL to qualify for that Lamar free 25 buck bonus. I mean, he has to complete a pass, of course. But I expect it. That's my hot take this week. I expect Lamar Jackson to complete one or more passes. So uh, have fun with that. The rest of the rankings at running back from 21 all the way down to 30. Damian Harris, 21. Miles Gaskin, JD McKissick, Michael Hurricane Carter, Alex Collins, the Denver guys, Melvin Gordon and Javante. Jeremy McNichols at 28. Kenyon Drake and then that awful Mark Ingram. He's right there at number 30. He won me a prop <laughs> last week, Jake. I, I, I'm This might be Mark Ingram reconciliation year for me. Because I, 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 I'm just digging how low wow. that they put his rushing total every single week. It's like, he's going to get like 10 rushes. He's, he's going to be fine. Good. Like I, I don't want to play I, him I, in it's... fantasy. But if they're going to continue to set his rushing prop at like 28 and a half, I'm going to go over.
1: Um, I don't even know what to do. I think we should just end the show right there. That's it. There's nowhere to go. This is the end. This is the end of the world. This is the end of time. This is how we know the apocalypse is here is that you are not only just putting Ingram in your ranks and not asking a guest ranker because he's in worse place, but you're also betting on Mark Ingram. I don't even know what to think anymore. I was all hung up on the fact that I was going to tell you Melvin Gordon needs to be higher and I don't even know what to do anymore.
0: Uh, Melvin Gordon, how much higher can I, I mean, I can see putting him over Carter and Collins and McKissick. I just like those game situations a lot. And I guess the, I mean, I, obviously I do like trading for Melvin Gordon. I like trading for Javante Williams too. I just think that he costs more in a trade and that Melvin will probably end up scoring more fantasy points. It was like you know if we just reversed it 2 weeks ago if you had to trade for one of the cardinals running backs i would have told you james conner because he would have come at half the price of chase edmonds despite scoring more fantasy points than chase edmonds it's just a weird thing that people have in their minds they think that Javante is going to take this job where it's probably just going to remain a split the entire year so i can move up melvin like would you play melvin or devonta freeman
1: i would you just gave me something that that's actually like i was looking at the Damien harris against cleveland as how would feel better about Melvin Gordon. The interesting one is JD McKissick, and it's going to come down to the reports on Antonio Gibson because I, I have a thousand concerns about Antonio Gibson for the rest of the season. My only concern for McKissick and hope for Gibson just for fancy purposes, I still don't think he plays the rest of the season 100%, but maybe the 13 days and you get reports that Gibson looks good. It looks like he has very little limitations and that, you know, that just caps McKissick a little bit, despite I know where you're going in this is the matchup. The matchup is you want the passing running back and passing, but they do use Gibson at times. So just because of that, I I would feel a little bit better. Uh, He would probably be right where you have like Devontae Freeman versus Melvin Gordon. No Latavius Murray. I see the Freeman, but I'd still go Melvin Gordon. But I mean, it's I'm fine with you in this range, honestly.
0: All right, listen. I'll take the uh, the advice of the guy who's you know near the top of the run. You're like one of the most accurate guys again. How is that possible? How do you except do that? for I
1: am the only person top ten running back, wide receiver, and tight end. But I'm not number one because I'm not even in the top hundred for quarterbacks.
0: How are we doing in defense?
1: Fine. <laughs> uh we're like. 30-something. we got to make up a little ground down the stretch here.
0: All right. Well, I've had two great defense weeks in a row with, like, the streamers, so hopefully that's helping us catch up a little bit. Uh, Houston. (laughs) Houston's where you wanted to be last week, man.
1: That was – and Jacksonville was on the play too. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I didn't have them ranked. So that that was a tough game for me. And everyone else who didn't rank them. Uh, if we're going to go down the list and take some shots here, like I don't like Gibson this week. I have him at 33. Boston Scott, I have the highest ranked of the Eagles running backs, but he seems to be like the least effective guy to score a touchdown at this point. I, I don't know. He looks the best of the bunch. Obviously, Howard is getting the majority of the goal line touches, but then Gainwell will get one too. It's just, if you cannot play an Eagles running back, that's probably the best way to do it. Uh, I would have Peterson higher ranked if they weren't going against New Orleans. That's why I think it's more of a McNichols game because although McNichols ended up playing uh, the majority of the snaps in the Titans' backfield in that game, uh, which was pretty encouraging considering they were up for most of that game, it was week one of you know 94-year-old Adrian Peterson. I do think that they give him more work as the season goes along.
1: Well, and on top of it, too, as I was just looking as we were talking to see that is pretty sure Adrian Peterson got all, if not most of the goal line work. And because the foreman, there's, you know, people said that if you watch the game that foreman looked better at times than Adrian Peterson. But, yeah, he actually Adrian Peterson had the most snaps on rushing plays 11. If overall McNichols had more because he had the passing downs. But, yeah, goal to go. Peterson had two, and goal line rushes, he had two as well. McNichols actually had one, but Foreman had none. So there you go. And that was his first game, as you mentioned. I still think, you know, Peterson is what we expected, what we said for last week. You and I agreed on that. It was like McNichols for that week, and I think going forward, I'd take Peterson barely over McNichols. But that's just mostly because if you're going to get similar workload, then I'll go for the person more likely to score the touchdown.
0: And I I actually said I like McNichols better. I think that he is going to continue to contribute more. Obviously, in the passing game, he's going to contribute more. I just think he's going to end up touching the ball more. And I think that he's going to end up being the slightly better fantasy player. I could be totally wrong on that. I'd say it's like a 55% chance that McNichols is better than Peterson the rest of the season. I didn't expect this Donta Foreman thing to emerge whatsoever because, (laughs) I mean, for years, Donta Foreman was like, oh my God, Donta Foreman might sign with this team. He might come back for the Texans. Like, stash Donta Foreman. It's like, no terrible idea it's so now the one time that it actually no one stashed him he like could be something how funny how that works
1: <laughs> maybe possibly and i still i still, look again this is adrian peterson still out snapped and got more work in a game which was his first game action in a long time it was the first game action for foreman too but this is also somebody who's 37 versus foreman still at the beginning ish of his career he's just been hurt for most of it
0: uh, any love for Mike Davis going up against this, uh, what we kind of saw get exposed last week is a subpar Dallas run defense, which isn't shocking. They're a bottom 10 run defense, but they look brutal last week.
1: That where you have them, you're hoping for a touchdown with yeah. Jordan Howard and Adrian Peterson. And those kind of that's all it It's is you're just hoping for a touchdown and they don't have very many other options. Although Zakia's <laughs> All of a sudden, catching touchdowns, multiple touchdowns or whatever it might be. That's the only reason you're playing him is you're hoping for a touchdown. And I would not drop, I said you can if you need help. Like if you need a starter this week, I could see dropping Mike Davis, but Cordell Patterson, one injury away from making Mike Davis relevant as an Alex Collins type, an uninspiring low end RB2. So I'm not dropping him unless I have to, but until if anything were to happen to Patterson, this is the range he deserves to be in every single week. You hope low end RB3, you hope he scores a touchdown.
0: Any other running back that we should be talking about, or move on?
1: Mm, James Robinson's expected to play, so not there. It would just be Stevenson. If, but we already covered that with the Damian Williams situation. Outside of that, everything else is no. I'm looking. You know what? Honestly, you you mentioned his name before. I would have Eno Benjamin higher. Not that's one to nitpick on, but I would have him higher than the 50s. I'd have I'd have Eno in the Jamichael Hasty range. Same workload.
0: Do we know it's going to be the same workload, though? Because Benjamin seemed to get a lot of his work once that game was pretty much out of reach.
1: And it's also a game they didn't plan to use, you know, Benjamin at all. True. It's just, you're not, like, let's be honest. Yeah, James is going to be a bell cow, but he's not going to get Najee Harris 95% of the touches type of situation.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm good with where I have him. I don't really care. No one's playing him. If you're playing, Eno Benjamin, you you're probably you got not... some problems, but yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, there might it. be people out there. Potentially some. It might be me and my keeper team where I'm trying to tank, but have to fill out a roster every week. Seems like a perfect guy for my team.
1: <laughs> there you go. Play all the guys that you only want to score a touchdown and then they don't score a touchdown and you get two points.
0: No, no, it sucks actually, because I won in that league last week. I'm tied with Cust, who's trying to make the playoffs. We have the same record and I've actively been trying to lose every game so I can have a top one pick next year and now i'm tied with them. i have two wins somehow justin fields is too good
1: <laughs> how, how insane is that that you're trying to that's is that not the premier Cuss situation he's trying to win you're trying to lose and you guys have the same record
0: <laughs> i even traded him kyle pitts and jalen waddle two weeks ago and pitts has been trash ever since that he went on cuss team by the way
1: uh, well that's the, just tell us who you just, you know what you should do pat you need to tweet out what his entire roster is just so we know who to avoid.
0: That's not a terrible idea. I may have to do that. His season really went down the tubes with Derrick Henry, so that's probably the the long and short of it. You know when you're searching online for that stuff that uh you don't want others knowing about? Well, I know most of you are probably thinking, why don't you just use incognito mode? But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not actually hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browsing history, your internet service provider can still see every single website you've ever visited. That's why, even when I'm at home, I never go online without using ExpressVPN. It doesn't matter who your service provider is, ISPs in the United States can legally sell your information to ad companies. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure services so your ISP can't see the sites that you visit ExpressVPN also keeps all of your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available most of the time I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use all you gotta do is tap one button and you're protected ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you not to be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET. Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash mayo, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash mayo expressvpn.com slash mayo to learn more. Wide receivers this week, week 10, rankings, Coupa Cup continues to be at number one, Devontae Adams, assuming Rodgers is back, Keenan Allen, Tyreek Kill, AJ Brown, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman Jr., Deontay Johnson, Justin Jefferson, and Mike Evans. That is assuming that there is no Antonio Brown this week because I have Godwin at number 11, DK Metcalf at 12, presuming that Russell Wilson will return this week, Hollywood Brown, CeeDee Lamb, Steph Diggs, Terry McLaurin, DJ Moore, Hunter Renfro. Mike Williams and DeAndre Hopkins. I don't even know if Hopkins is going to play, but even when he has been played, he has been, he's had big games touchdown wise, but that hamstring has severely limited him all year.
1: It really has. And it's not just the hamstring. Well, maybe it is. Maybe that's the reason for it, but a big part of why he's not been DeAndre Hopkins is because he's also not getting the 25, 26 percent target share it's been 19 and change and part of it might you know that includes a game where he didn't play the entire game so you factor that in. but even so he's down in team target percentage because Kyler Murray is using more Christian Kirk and Rondell Moore at times and AJ Green came in and took some of the opportunities away because AJ Green had, had a little bit of revitalization in his life at the end of his career so Larry Fitzgerald not quite to that success level but all that being said Hopkins is a concern, just period. And that's even before the injury situation. So I'm not going to fault you for, uh, like, if you told me DeAndre Hopkins was your 25th wide receiver, like, I, I just, I, I couldn't argue much at this point just because health and volume are both concerns.
0: This is also assuming that Kyler plays as well, which I think that he will this <laughs> right. week, although they might just play it. Now they're just playing with house money. I don't think that they really expected to win. Like It was like the Cooper Rush situation where it's like, oh. We got this win in a game that I don't think we were expecting to win whatsoever. Maybe we just sit him another week to make sure that he gets healthy because we saw this with Kyler last year where he had this like knee injury or ankle injury or whatever it was. And all of a sudden, like he wasn't bad for the final seven weeks, but he certainly wasn't good for the final seven weeks.
1: No, he was off. And I was going to say, and the other part of that too, is that the Rams lost. So that helps as well as you got that double bonus is that you won a game you didn't think you necessarily would have won and then the rams lost on top of it uh i was going back i was pulling that up when you were talking about for last year because it was seattle wasn't it because the seattle game after that basically did nothing against new england new england but buck 73 had three touchdowns but had a pick against the rams 244 and a touchdown 406 and three against philly but then nothing against san francisco in week 16 and then basically sat a lot of the game in week 17 against the rams so it could be a little bit concerning the fact that not that that's going to repeat itself but your point about if he's not 100 they just don't play him this week
0: that they don't play him and even if he does play if you're like trying to invest i would actually think that he throws the ball a lot more because we've seen his rushing numbers be way down this year anyway that if he is dealing with any sort of leg injury no matter where it is on the leg probably not going to be running a ton.
1: No, and you and I have talked about a lot this year. Is that Kyler Murray is not running this, and he's turned into a lot more of a pocket passer. And then it's similar to his running is almost like Daniel Jones. He kind of just does it at times, and he's still good at it when he needs to, but it's just not as frequent as it ever used to be. And he's look look at the yards per carry. On top of it, that's the difference. It's not even so much the design runs, getting seven, eight, nine yards. He's what is his yards per carry like three something? I don't even know if it's four. So he's completely different this year.
0: 21 to 30 in the wide receiver rankings. I have Chase Claypool at number 21, although it was revealed this morning that he needs to go for an MRI on his toe. So now all of a sudden he is iffy in what's probably like Pittsburgh's best matchup uh, against Detroit this week. Robert Woods at 22, Lockett, Cooper, Adam Thielen, Jerry Judy, Brandon Ayuk, Cole Beasley, A.J. Green, and Rashad Bateman. That goes into Jalen Waddle, Devonta Smith, Jarvis Landry, Emmanuel Sanders, Jamison Crowder, Nelson Aguilar, Van Jefferson, Cortland Sutton, Jamal Agnew, Spiro, and then the other Jacksonville receiver, Marvin Jones <laughs> Jr. at number 40. Cortland Sutton has been abysmal every time that Jerry Judy has been active this year. Like it's, it's been a train wreck.
1: Yeah. Meany brought that up to me on the Monday show and said that in the three games, it's only three games, but in the three games, he hasn't finished higher than wide receiver 60. Uh, that's damning. It's also still only three games. So it's not a huge sample, but I th- it's the bigger fact That's what we've been talking about is Tim Patrick's not going away. Uh, you have Sutton over Patrick. I might flip-flop him at this point, despite there's not a a single conversation I would start or end where it doesn't have Sutton as definitively the better talent than Tim Patrick. It just comes down to how they're using him. That's a legitimate concern, although I think, honestly, I would still – I know you just put him down there. I would play both of them over Corey Davis against Buffalo, though.
0: Buffalo's defense is starting to get banged up. Like just even watching that Jacksonville game last week, it was like every third play, just someone on Buffalo it was like even Tre'Davious White got hurt towards the end of that game. So yeah, I, but and I, listen, you still this, beat him more with. Yeah, yeah, but this is still assuming that Magic Mike Mike White plays, and Magic Mike is amazing.
1: And also, Magic Mike also does what you beat the well try to beat the Bills defense with is underneath, and that's why I would say more of a Jameson Crowder where you have him. Uh, more than Corey Davis, and I wouldn't be surprised if Elijah Moore has a better da- game than Corey Davis, even if active, that being Corey Davis. I just don't like Corey Davis. I don't like outside receivers. Unless you told me, now Davis White's not playing this week. Then hey, Okay, maybe that's fine, because Corey Davis will just have more volume on snap count basis. But yeah, as it stands, I would play both Denver guys before I played Corey Davis.
0: Okay, I'll, I'll drop down Corey Davis. I'll even drop him down underneath Elijah Moore, another guy who helped me win last week. Of course, he scores 30 points for me. Stupid Elijah Moore. Would you go T.Y. Hilton or Corey Davis? <laughs> Who I I mean I'm expecting T. Y. i
1: would If T.Y. Hilton plays, I would go T.Y. Hilton. All
0: right. And Corey Davis might not even play in this game for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. I know. I would expect him There's to no be back though. Would you play Zacchaeus or Corey Davis? That's I would play Corey Davis. All right. So yeah. I don't want
1: to. You said you said earlier about not wanting anybody in the Eagles backfield. I don't want any of the Falcons. Or Saints, wide receivers. Don't try and tell me which one's going to have a good week this week because I don't trust any of them.
0: Well, I mean, according to my rankings, you're probably not going to play any of them. The highest ranked guy between <laughs> Atlanta and New Orleans is Zacchaeus at number 48.
1: Yeah, and even then, <laughs> uh, wow, that's just gross. I was going to say, is there anybody behind him? No, uh, the, the entire situation is disgusting. Yeah. I originally, I, I, I have for, for, whatever, one...
0: for whatever reason, I had left Tyler Boyd in my rankings. I just took him out because <laughs> he's not playing this week. <laughs>
1: the funny thing is, we're already at that point, too. I got somebody last week and somebody was like, where's the Detroit running backs? I said, on a bye? Like, are we really? Are we at that point of the season where people don't even really know what the buys are anymore?
0: It's still early in the week. I'm still trying to process it uh, going through. Uh, Oh, let me ask you this uh, as it pertains to Cooper Cup. Because I did the, we, I did the rest of the season rankings by position, but Meanie and I talked about like who would like the top 10 players are in fantasy that you would want to trade for. I had Cooper Cup at number one is the most valuable player in fantasy that if you had Christian McCaffrey and obviously it's team dependent. If you have three awesome receivers, obviously you wouldn't trade Christian McCaffrey for Cooper Cup, obviously, but in a vacuum in a neutral situation, I think I'd rather have Cup the rest of the year over anyone else.
1: And that's really what it comes down to is the consistency in the production. And if you just said head to head, the only reason you're arguing for running backs is the same thing we do at draft time, is you're arguing because it's harder to find running backs and how many we've lost already to this point, including Derrick Henry, and now it's just getting smaller and smaller and smaller. We're hoping Barkley comes back. Christian McCaffrey just came back. So I'd still take McCaffrey just because it's kind of your argument. I know you're going to push back, but I'm just saying it's kind of your argument for Kelsey. I I know that cup gives you a giant advantage over most all wide receivers, but the Christian McCaffrey advantage over most all running backs is the same, but I'm going to take the running back advantage just because it's harder. But if you wanted to take cup, I wouldn't say you're crazy is that's what I'm saying. Uh,
0: The only thing with McCaffrey that worries me is that it's been a hamstring. It's been a leg injury two years in a row. He just came back. He looked fine. That, I well, it's not that Cooper Cup can't get hurt. Obviously, he can. It's just the likelihood of a running back getting hurt seems much higher than a receiver at this point.
1: Oh, of course. And that's why I said I wouldn't argue. I'm, tr- I'm trying to look right now. I was going to see, for Cooper Cup, does he have a single game yet without nine target? Well, he had eight targets. <laughs> His season low is eight targets. And in that game, he still went seven for 115 in the touchdown. I'm thought Like, he has one game without 92 yards. It was five for 64 in okay. week four.
0: Did he score a touchdown? No. No, oh, bad game. Cut him. It sucks.
1: I know. What is that? 6.4 and 2.5. So it was a good old 8.9 game. What a bum.
0: I know. Good grief. Cut him. <laughs> just... Send him to the waiver wires. trash. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Deshaun Jackson <laughs> plays this week?
1: I can see him playing. I-, I talked about this on my show, and I'm not dropping Brian Edwards yet because I have hopes that. Why do you own Deshaun Brian Jackson's... Edwards?
0: Brian Edwards reeks, by the way.
1: He doesn't because he didn't. He actually didn't wreak the two games before the rug situation popped up. Because what had happened with the coach change is not only that Drake started seeing more work, but Brian Edwards was out there running as the one second most opportunities, only to Darren Waller and Foster Moreau in those two weeks because they go tight end first. And Deshaun Jackson fills Rugg's role as then go deep, expose the defense or expand the defense. I should say. And that could help Edwards get back to what we saw in those two games. Still wide receiver four. I'm not saying go crazy for Brian Edwards, but in that same conversation of like the Hiltons of the world, and that's where the value comes. Now, is there a world where Deshaun Jackson comes in and he is the wide receiver four? sure, but Renfro is the floor guy and occasionally scores a touchdown to get him inside the top 25, but he's the floor guy if you're looking for the upside. Between Deshaun Jackson and Edwards, I'm holding out hope for one more game of Edwards to see what it looks like with Deshaun Jackson, but I'm not saying Deshaun Jackson might not be the answer. It might be him over Edwards.
0: Half point PPR. I just want to see this right now. Where Renfro actually ranks. Renfro is?
1: My guess would be 27.
0: Yeah, he's 20, 26 on the year in points per game, but that's, there's a couple guys on this list. Like cyril grayson jr has more points per game than him i don't even know who that no, is. i got him at
1: 32 on this list
0: No, oh, well, i'm looking at it differently then i suppose
1: uh he just might be like smidge of roundups or something on a different sites
0: yeah anyway he's, he's been great all year like he's been playable almost every single week he's averaging like six catches a game He's great
1: he's i'm trying to think like he's basically cole beasley with more touchdowns
0: yeah that's exactly and cole beasley's almost a play every week anyway
1: yeah, right. that's why I brought him up.
0: Any uh, you love the bees? Any lean? Any lean on uh, where Beckham ends up going? Because that that will probably happen today at some point. It just hasn't happened
1: yet. <laughs> uh, lean, or do I really care? Like where it is? That's what it really comes down to. I, th-
0: I think that there would be certain situations where you would have to care about it. Giants?
1: Yeah, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's more of the like I don't know where he's gonna go. Like Jets. there's reports of where. He- where he wants to go, what teams actually care, and all that type of stuff. You know, Saints are in there, Seahawks are in there. I would prefer the Saints over the Seahawks, despite the quarterback difference, because if he goes to the Seahawks, he's the third. If he goes to the Saints, he's the one. And that's really what it comes down to, is just I want volume where he goes. So, yeah. You
0: know know where he could get a lot of volume at the moment? Atlanta.
1: Sure, but doesn't Atlanta really want to waste time with that? I don't know, maybe. That's like it's kind of Matt Ryan. He already tried to grasp to him. So maybe they do try to grab. But he also like he has a say, doesn't he? To a degree.
0: Well, yes and no. If someone claims him off waivers, he wouldn't have a say. But if he clears waivers. Right. Then he, then he can sign with whoever he wants. Then he
1: can go wherever he wants. Yeah. And there's only so, so many teams, it comes down to- And
0: there's only so many teams that have cap room to absorb his waiver claim. I think it's 7.6 right. million. The Seahawks do have that ability, though.
1: Which is crazy to think that the Seahawks finally have cap room.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Nuts. Just like the, the somehow I bet you like the Rams have 20 million dollars in cap room despite having ev- That's a cap er- means nothing. Everyone who makes 90 yeah, who makes 40 million dollars this year. Oh, everyone on the Rams. Man, but, yeah, but they're not over the cap though. <laughs> Can't be that way. <laughs> Let's take a break because I need to tell you about a brand new Headgum podcast called The History of Heat presented by StockX. The hilarious Yasser and Isaiah Lester are brothers and comedic writers who love everything that's considered heat. If you're wondering what heat is, well, heat is what's cool, whether it's sneakers, art, skate decks, streetwear, even video games. Every episode, Yasser and Isaiah are joined by guests like Langston Kerman, Vashti Kola, Steve Barrett, to name a few, to discuss and share never before. Heard stories about some of the most hype and influential brands. They'll talk about everything from Nike to Marvel to Supreme to Crocs and Travis Scott collabs. Powered by real-time data and insights from StockX, the global marketplace for authentic, current culture products. History of Heat dissects the past, present, and future of all things heat. If you're a fan of our show, be on the lookout for their episode on nostalgia, which takes a step back into Yasser and Isaiah's favorite sneakers from the past and how re-releases have influenced our lives today, featuring comedian Langston Kerman. So, subscribe to the History of Heat podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts and be on the lookout for new episodes every Thursday. Tight ends. For the week make yeah. this make this one snappy i think uh tight ends pretty much spells itself out but kelsey waller andrews kittle Gesicki, hawkinson gronk who i do expect to be back this week goddard firemouth! mouth man that guy's on a roll right now and then kyle pitts at number 10
1: <laughs> and then get to number 13 for mr dan arnold
0: uh schultz dawson knox dan arnold
1: there you go uh dan arnold hmm I would put him up to 11 at this point. It's a small Why? Dalton. Range. Dalton
0: Schultz has been Big, better.
1: <laughs> not recently. Darn, Dan Arnold is essentially like turned into Gesicki as he's the one slash two for this team and been productive every single week.
0: Yeah, but they don't... I mean, that Jacksonville doesn't score touchdowns, touchdown, so that's a problem for overall upside. And Schultz basically had the okay. same week as Dan Arnold last week.
1: Yeah, but now Gallup is back, too. Yeah, I'm not I'm really saying
0: that. They, listen, Dan Arnold, I mean, I think... What is it? Dalton Schultz has at least four catches and I think like six of eight games so far this season. he? Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's what it is. Cause I used him mm-hmm. as a prize pick last week of over four receptions. He had exactly four receptions <laughs> and that was about as bad as Dallas's offense is going to look at any point this season. I feel
1: thank you for Dak Prescott saving your day, but nobody else's with your two meaningless touchdowns for us. Hey, all. listen, man,
0: car- you're not starting Malik Turner uh let's
1: see well so that's the cooper rush game he what? had a two for 18 in week two the two for 11 the two for 11 in week eight was yeah so his, so, his, his, so his
0: his two bad weeks were week two against the chargers and the cooper rush game when he still had seven targets it was just cooper rush Other than okay that,
1: fine you can keep dalton schultz over dan arnold fine. let's see four for whatever.
0: 54 five for 79, for 79 six for 79 six for 58 six for 80 See, but that's my issue you, you, like dan, I think dan, Ar- people- dan arnold's best game is like you know what's he gonna do? five for 70 that's like his upside
1: OK, is that fair? But also, it's not like Schultz is scoring a bajillion touchdowns. He's got three and two is in one game.
0: Yeah, I, I still like that. If all things are equal, which they kind of seem to be with these two, give me the offense. And just, I already said you could just, have them. That's just going to score points.
1: I said. I said, OK, fine.
0: And that's kind of what it boils. And that's yeah, I know you love Dan Arnold, but that's what it kind of boils down to. The same reason that I expect Dawson Knox to be back. That just, I mean, they didn't look very good last week, obviously, or against the Dolphins. <laughs> I still have faith in the Bills' offense, though, and maybe some of their struggles have been that Dawson Knox hasn't been there. Maybe he's one of the, weirdly one of the missing elements that that offense needs to go.
1: I will say this. Logan Thomas at 15 feels low.
0: I just want... It's a wait-and-see situation. I think that it's weird because Kelsey has still, like, been by far the best tight end, like, even on a points-per-game basis. Uh, And then after that, there's been enough tight... It's been a weird, like, flat year at tight ends. There's not, like... Gesicki and Hawkinson are having good years, but they're still relatively inconsistent if you look at the whole full-season scale. Waller has just been all over the map. Kittle's obviously been hurt. (laughs) That... Honestly, from like two down to even Higby. I mean, Fant is still like top 10 in overall scoring at tight end. Now, a lot of that was his situation, but there's not really that big of a difference after Kelsey so far.
1: No, there's really not. Uh, It's kind of that similar conversation we had in the preseason. It's Kelsey in a tier of his own, a couple, three or four guys, and then everybody else after that is just like, find somebody who scores a touchdown.
0: Yeah, and if you can do that, then you're golden. Like, just looking at it right now, let's see, tight ends... Half point average per game. Uh, actually, Gronk is the, is the one chasing Kelsey down right now, but he's only played four games.
1: So. It's all touchdowns. Yeah,
0: yeah. but th- that's I what mean, he does. On I was going to go
1: back to the point last week. For the top 12 tight ends, only two didn't have touchdowns, Waller and Komet, and the top 12 include Njoku, Ryan Griffin, Steven, Jeff Swain, Evan Ingram. Parham. Steven Anderson was number five, yeah, and Parham. Donald Parham was seven.
0: Yeah, fun times at tight end. So yeah, I mean, that's where the Dan Arnolds of the world have their role, along with Dalton Schultz, is that they're just going to give you like seven to 11 points every week. Logan Thomas is in that boat too. Like He's one of those guys. It's just at his higher end, he's better because he's like the wide receiver two on that team uh, when he is completely right. So we'll see if he's completely right coming back week one.
1: Yeah, that's fair. All
0: right, let's go to quarterbacks. Uh, I, I almost ranked Aaron Rodgers number one, by the way. It was very close for me because there's no like it just feels like if he plays, obviously, that he's going to throw like 20 touchdowns. <laughs> just just
1: to screw. the yeah. NFL, yeah. Really? You, <laughs> don't, you just... don't
0: think that's right up Aaron Rodgers alley.
1: I mean, uh, Lauren called him Karen Rodgers on my show. Aaron
0: Rodgers. I like it. I do have Lamar at number one on Thursday night. Brady, Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Kirk Cousins, Wentz. There you go. What's that? I was
1: going to say, there you go. I was actually going to come back to this and say, to the Mahomes conversation, I would put Mahomes sixth at this point. I'm still not full panic mode. But the brief, the brief version, even briefer than I did on my show, the brief version is that teams are playing cover two. Unlike Baltimore, they don't have Lamar Jackson running up the middle, and they also don't have Patrick Mahomes like Lamar Jackson is doing. Is trusting anybody? You go watch the games, and I watched the last three weeks and really dove into it, and I watched a ton of the Giants game because I'm a Giants fan, quote unquote. Um, But the fact is, is teams are playing cover two, and the fact is, is like Mahomes has had opportunities to throw to Robinson and throw to Pringle and. Not only have they dropped them, but they've dropped them, and he doesn't trust them, so he's not even throwing to them anymore. It's so like Marcus oh. Robinson gets one-on-one, so and then he tries to force it to Hill, and it almost turns into an interception.
0: Beckham to the Chiefs. Problem solved.
1: Honestly, <laughs> that would be amazing. Put Patrick Mahomes back at number one. The Hardman as the number two wide receiver has failed. He doesn't fit for what they need. Mar- Robinson is not an answer. Pringle's not an answer. Josh Gordon... Just runs into coverage and doesn't know how to separate anymore. What a surprise! He's been in the league in and out of the league for 15 years since he's been irrelevant. What was it, 2013? So he they need somebody, and Patrick Mahomes needs to trust somebody else. The, the problem is he's just he has no faith in anybody, and you can't fault him for it.
0: No, uh, I actually do think that Beckham's best landing spot, just as a pure luxury item, would be the Bills. I think that he is exactly what they're missing on that. <laughs> like, he's better a at pure Man-
1: luxury item.
0: Yeah, he is. Like he'd be better Emmanuel Sanders.
1: Sure. but I think the best fit for what could help him slash the team slash everything like get yeah, the Chiefs, like NFL wise, make the most sense for what they need. Yeah, they I, need Beckham.
0: I want to see it. Now, where do you think? How good would Beckham be the rest of the season if he was on the Chiefs? Top 30? Top 25?
1: I was gonna say still wide receiver three. Yeah, Cause great. you still have pecking order
0: and you would still have like those Sammy Watkins games where it's like 11 for one seventy five and three touchdowns next week. Zero. Oh, great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> It'd be the, it would still be the roller coaster Cause you still have, yeah, Hill and Kelsey, but that would help Hill too. The biggest thing about Hill too, is that, I mean, there was one where I, I did some breakdown on Kirk cousins on a show with people a few years ago. And I forget what show it was, but it was, you say, somebody said, go watch Kirk cousins. Pretend you never watched him ever before. So the problem with Kirk cousins, he still does it to this day is he'll, overlook the open guy to take the more aggressive play 10 more yards downfield who's triple covered he still does it at times he doesn't do it as bad as he used to when he was with Washington but that's kind of what Mahomes is doing right now that was the interception he almost had against the Giants he had open options including the running back that was coming out free and he forced it downfield to Hill and almost got intercepted on that play
0: not great shouldn't be doing that Be thrown to Travis Kelsey, who I have in a ton of spots. So, Mahomes
1: number six is what we're getting down to.
0: And run more, Patrick Mahomes. You were doing well when you were running, averaging like three.
1: Lamar Jackson, that's what my point about with the cover, too, is Lamar Jackson's such a running threat as you suck in the safety. Like that one beat of a step coming forward thinking it might be a run, that's all you need, especially when you have somebody like Marquise Brown who goes, ha ha, all right, see you later. I'm I'm gone.
0: What else do I have here? I have Wentz at number eight, but I think that if you play in a 2QB or Super Flex League, he is such a sell right now. Like, just looking at his playoff schedule, it's not good.
1: No, it's not. And pa- Patriots, this isn't the victory lap, but it's.
0: Patriots, Cardinals, Raiders. And Wentz has been so much better than I thought that he was going to be, especially after the first week when I was like victory lapping how awful he is. He's been really good. Uh, he still makes bonehead decisions, but overall I would say that I would give him a you know very passing grade so far this year. It's it's kind of worked out for them. And the Colts are pretty good because of it. That's probably the worst quarterback schedule in the fantasy playoffs.
1: Yeah, fantasy playoffs. I was gonna say the let's say not a victory lap, but it was, this is why I was a sell on Joe Burrow and the receivers last week is because it started with Cleveland, then they're by. Then they get Vegas, Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Denver, Baltimore, Kansas City. So if you can get to the playoffs, <laughs> It actually gets pretty for Burrow and the receivers with Baltimore and Kansas City in weeks 16 and 17. But it's kind of the reverse is like, you know, you almost like ride Wentz initially and then switch to Burrow. Maybe that's an option you can do if you can roster both of them, because you might be able to do that in a lot of leagues uh, because of what you've been able to do. And this is the point. I'm still not going crazy to do so, but this is the point where I would consider starting to have a second quarterback in a single quarterback league just in case your guy goes down Or starting to look at these kind of situations because you don't want to be chasing the waiver wire and be chasing and going after a Ben Roethlisberger, Tyler Haneke and something like that.
0: I think after post-trade deadline is when you can start rostering two defenses to, and trying to play your matchups out because you know, you're trying to win a fantasy championship. You better prepare now so you don't have to spend, have all your waiver priority or waiver dollars ready for you when you need them in weeks 14, 15, 16, and 17. You can plan accordingly now. Start, you know, you don't need a wide receiver five anymore. You need a handcuff backup too. Maybe not your guy, but whoever the guy is. Like if, God forbid, anything happened to Elvin Kamari, you probably do want Mark Ingram.
1: I, I was i was just hoping you weren't gonna say any of my players so i appreciate that
0: who are your players
1: Um, <laughs> uh, no no we're not saying their names i don't want to get them hurt <laughs> no
0: fair enough i'm not cussed over here i'm doing okay Dude, uh, he, still uh i have dak a bit down i i just want to see like he didn't look full strength last week and uh, maybe he'll be a little bit different here uh he had I don't want to say limited mobility. He's still more mobile than most quarterbacks are, but he didn't have his full line of mobility. I didn't love it. So I have him at 11, Hertz at 12. I actually, you want to buy someone now, buy Hertz when the dip is down because his playoff schedule is like jokes. <laughs> he just plays absolute scrub. And teams. nobody wants him because yeah. they're all
1: afraid that he's going to get benched he's not from gonna, Inchu. He's
0: not going to get benched from Inchu. That's not happening.
1: I know. I know. I'm, I've been screaming that from the top of the hills all season, and people are still – I'm afraid. What happens if he gets benched in week 14? Then pick know, someone –
0: you uh, know pick, what? Pick up Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, whoever's playing for the 49ers <laughs> at that time, because they have a super easy schedule too. So there's your out if you want to do it. But trade for Jalen Hurts. You can get him for nothing right now. I have Kyler at number 13, because I don't know where he's at at the moment, whether he's going to play or not. Russell Wilson, I feel like I got it. One week. I just want to see it because he's returning like two weeks earlier from a broken hand <laughs> on his throwing hand. So like that could go wrong in a hurry. Ben looked kind of OK on Monday night and he's playing the Lions, who absolutely kind freak. of kind, but listen better That's than he is. What's that?
1: No, I know. But also is every single time he got hit in the pocket, it was like, is he getting up?
0: Like, Listen, he's just he's a slow, boxer in the he's 11th round getting the eight count. Get up. He's an old man. He's older than us. I don't know if he's older than both of us, but he's at least older than me. And like, I know he's t- older than both of us. <laughs> is, is he older than both of us?
1: I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that a whole, entire quarterback class is older than both of us.
0: Yeah, yeah. Ben's 39.
1: Eli's like Eli's in that draft class. Uh, Rivers, he's the last man. <laughs> Who'd have thought? Of all like the body shots this guy has taken his entire career, that he would be the last man standing of Eli Rivers and him.
0: Well, I don't. I think I feel like Rivers could play this year. I just don't think he wants to play.
1: I, that's, I, that's why I kind of like.
0: And I'm still not unconvinced. He said the, the Saints, Saints
1: called that he'd yeah, be interested.
0: Yeah, I don't see why the Saints don't call him. Like he's a substantial upgrade over all of their options right now.
1: Yeah, because Sean Payton's it's, uh, there's similarities to the Kyler Shanahan. He's stubborn. He wants to do his thing. And we're not going to know who's the starting quarterback until Sunday.
0: But if he wanted to do his thing, how doesn't Taysom Hill playing quarterback last week?
1: <laughs> That's because maybe he wasn't 100. Here's the real thing: you have Taysom Hill slash Trevor Simeon slash Jameis Winston before this hybridy whatever the hell you're trying to do out their offense, which was working to a degree. How is Cam Newton not got a call?
0: That's true. I guess that maybe they feel like Taysom is like the good version of Cam Newton right now.
1: Hmm. Is Taysom Hill a good version of anything?
0: No, but it does. Uh, <laughs> listen, if Cam Newton was going to help you win, Cam Newton would be signed. And I, it seems you, like the league, I mean, he barely got a job with the Patriots last year. And it's not like he played <laughs> great. <laughs>
1: no it's not i mean he also might be one of those situations where it doesn't want to play unless he knows he's gonna have the starting job type of situation as well
0: yeah and i mean if i'm him and i have all that money and an mvp behind my name i'd probably be in the same situation as well it's like you guarantee me that i'm going to start i'll come play for you i don't want to be a backup
1: hmm. i don't know backup quarterback is the best job in the world yeah, you don't have to get hit I, and broken and you get millions of dollars i
0: don't think the cam newton needs the money man
1: a fair point so. I'll be the backup. I'll be the GM for the Mets. Nobody wants the Mets GM job. I'll take that.
0: <laughs> uh, just remember to uh, call an Uber is all I'll say if you're a Mets GM.
1: Oh, you also, you know, I don't really drink. So, you know, I don't have yeah, to worry you could be, that. You
0: could be the Uber driver and the GM. It'd be a perfect situation. <laughs>
1: there you go. Double down. Call me at three o'clock in the morning. I'll bring the players home.
0: <laughs> if it is announced that Taysom is starting against Tennessee, how high does he go? Number 10, number 11, 15. Number 15, you would play Russell, Wilson, and Kyler over him against Tennessee?
1: I would. Okay. I would. I, I, I'm excited as Taysom Hill as much as I initially had. I was so frustrated about Gerald Burrow being a QB1 for me last week because I didn't have him as a QB1 until Kyler, Taysom, and Tua all got kicked out. And I still didn't want Joe Burrow inside my top 12 because of the matchup. And it kind of got forced in that situation. So I said to say I had Taysom Hill around 10 or 11. Uh, that's also not with. You know, Russell Wilson coming back uh, and I still would have had Kyler Murray in front of him and I still would have had Jalen Hurts in front of him. So, yeah, in your rankings, I put him at 15.
0: Before we get to the defenses, want to remind you, prizepicks.com, code MMNNFL, deposit match of up to 100 bucks, And if you play a Thursday night football entry this week and Lamar throws for one or more passes that are complete, obviously, you get another $25 bonus, and that's available in over 30 states right now, so more than sportsbooks are available if you don't have access to that, and across Canada as well if you want to do that. prizepicks.com, code MMNNFL for this week and that promo. I got the Ravens at number one in defense the cards at number two bills colts rams bucks saints steelers browns cowboys then that goes into the patriots titans panthers and broncos is there any other defense that i really should be considering this week to put up there
1: mm. I, don't, I was trying to think as you're going through this list to see if there was anybody else my favorite
0: teams to pick on Not. aren't playing this week it sucks like the giants aren't playing uh who are the other ones the texans aren't playing
1: I know there's a lot of here that isn't happening.
0: Bengals aren't playing; they've been sort of like a a, a boon to because they can't block. All the teams that can't block just play against them. Like the Dolphins, legit, like they're by far the worst pass blocking team in football. Then it's the Giants. Like the Vikings are bad, the Panthers are bad, the Titans are really bad. You have the.
1: Oh, I was about to say you have the Titans at (laughs) twelve. Like there's really that's. I mean, if you're you're putting the Titans inside there, that's essentially a DST one. I mean, that's. You didn't have to know. It's slim options this week.
0: Well, that's only if Simeon is playing. If Taysom Hill is playing, I'd probably drop the Titans out of it because they're going to be facing 58 rushing attempts.
1: Yeah, of course. Right. And yeah, there's there's really not much else here because the Broncos, I'm not really excited about them, but Jalen Hurts, there's potential for sacks and turnovers, but they, that's why they're at 14. But they also
0: the Broncos are there because the Eagles are just going to try to run as much as possible, and that just right. isn't what I want. Like that's why the Dolphins, uh, are that's the, what I'm, the, the Dolphins are the perfect scenario to play anyone against because they can't block, they turn it over a ton, and they pass way more than they should.
1: <laughs> I know. I was, my point that I was making was that even them being at 14 is how rough the defenses are this week. I think even in my waiver column for the stream options, it was, it was a very thin streamable option week. Normally I have about seven or eight. Yeah, I have six. And that includes, that's even with Raiders against the Chiefs as the th- sixth best streaming option, but they're not even, like, I don't even want to start the streaming options. These are just, like, who might be out there.
0: You know what? I'm going to bump the Patriots, or the, uh, the page, keep the Patriots at 11. I'll bump the Titans down to 12. I'm going to add the Packers, just after talking it through with you, that Russell Wilson just might not be right uh, in his first game back, and they also can't block. So that could just be easy pickings if Russell's, like, 70% or something. Yeah. It's not Did you great. put the
1: Raiders at 15? The Raiders? I think the Raiders are sneaky good for their pass rush and what's going on, what we just talked about with Patrick Mahomes.
0: Yeah, I'll go with the Raiders. I'll chuck in the Raiders at number, I guess that would make them 16 now because that will make the Packers number 12. Yeah. Packers number 12, there we go. Yeah, so that will make them, there, we have a full complement of 16 for defenses this week. There we are, easy stuff. Oh, wait, the Raiders are LV featuring Julio
1: you had it right initially there yeah, there you go there live right. editing
0: yeah i think i got it page. all done i'll make sure that those rankings now the rankings will be all updated in the column as well that's why i have this fancy spreadsheet these days jake because it just auto populates to the column if i could ever figure out a way to do my template where i can just go in and change it once instead of having to go into each individual article and changing the template at the top we would be in the bonus money at that point
1: <laughs> well there you go less work
0: That's all I'm looking for. I'm just looking for less work. Everyone knows this.
1: (laughs) More sleep. Less work, more sleep.
0: Yes. I don't get a ton of sleep, although the kids are starting to sleep a little bit better, which is nice, especially with the winter months uh, approaching that I don't want to be up at like 4 a.m. I don't know know how you do it. uh, Well, you do it is just kind of the answer to it. What are you going to do? Not do It
1: is a game time decision for your heads up there.
0: I think he's going to (laughs) play.
1: Hope so. I don't really care anymore. Yeah, Survivor a... got ruined. Don't care.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't believe you were on the Dolphins to begin with anyway.
1: Playing Texans.
0: I get I get that. That was I, easy. I mean, I got bumped the week before by playing the Bengals against playing the Jets, and that didn't work.
1: No, I was, I actually, I had tweeted that out there like the third week of the season. I said, here's your entire schedule, just all Texans and Lions the rest of the season. And it was the perfect schedule, and it hasn't failed yet. And I had the Dolphins ready to rock this week and came off of them as soon as Tua got hurt because it was like, hey, I like the Cowboys at home, looking great. And
0: I, I rank the wide receivers the rest of the season. I don't know if you saw it or not. I'm guessing that you didn't because yeah, you're a busy man. Cooper Cup, number one, Devontae Adams, number two. Do you know who my number three overall receiver was for the rest of the season?
1: Rest of the season? Yeah. I'm trying to think. I'm try to take a guess in my head. Jamar Chase.
0: It is not Jamar Chase.
1: I don't like the schedule, so that that's good. It's someone with a really nice uh, schedule. Someone with a really, nice... I haven't looked at all. I haven't. That's tomorrow for me, so.
0: Situ- situ- Debo. Uh, Debo was pretty close. I think I had Debo at. I mean, I can. I don't tell like you. the
1: fact that K- Kittle and.
0: Yeah, but we'll Hyuk see. Are doing things well? I mean, he was still limited with a calf injury last week. Too, I right? have
1: a feeling it's going to be a surprise. That's what Michael Pittman.
0: No, Michael Pittman's way down because of that cold schedule okay. uh, it's okay. it, it's AJ Brown
1: oh I was I say I skipped over him because I was trying to think of like the way that you asked it I was trying to think of like names that like wouldn't make sense
0: no I mean I obviously it makes sense but i, I would guess that most people if they were re-ranking the rest of the season they'd have him at like eight nine ten I think like if you have like if you have Debo trade him for AJ Brown right now I think he's better than Tyreek Hill the rest of the season
1: I, I love the DeBo thing again because I you can kittle or I yeah Ayuk and Kittel, I you can kittle I don't know why I said no. I mean even last week with Julio back, what was it? 22 percent of the team's targets and it was an, it was not a great game but still that was with Julio playing.
0: The one I mean I would probably wait a week because I think that he actually has a good week this week but if Digs Oh he sp-
1: had he had 42% of the targets last week.
0: And there we go. <laughs> and that do you really think that's going anywhere?
1: <laughs> no, that's what that's with Julio getting 15 percent
0: yeah I, I I think if Diggs has a good week this week just trade him for what like trade up with Diggs like there's that's a situation where there's legit too many mouths defeat in that offense
1: there is it's like and confidence. Buffalo has don't they have two or three tough yeah they got the Saints and then the Patriots twice they have a couple bouncy around type not great matchups down the rest of the way
0: yeah and this should be the week where he goes nuts against the Jets should be yeah
1: until they win and Cus puts the jets in the super bowl
0: that will be i mean good for content bad for paul who's producing this show who loves the bills but good for content nonetheless you can check out all the rankings in the description you can get the injury cheat sheet down there the prizepicks.com code nfl link is down there as well the listeners league link is down there sub to the channel like the episode jake your rankings come out at 1201 a.m eastern time on wednesday correct yes
1: correct 100 percent correct just like you update them all the way through sunday for kickoff and adjust the points allowed that's what i was talking about looking at the schedule so look at some trade deadline targets and then yeah that pot will be up that you're a part of thank you very much
0: yes no problem happy to do it sir you always are so generous with your time to me i feel like i could spare the two minutes and 30 seconds to be generous with my time to you
1: Hey, a lot of people didn't have two minutes to three minutes to spare so
0: whatever. It's a busy life out there, Jake it happens. Uh, I will have a rankings update on Saturday other than that the regular shows are coming throughout the course of the week so I want to thank you all for watching. Enjoy the week. Good luck this week. Let's win this week. okay? I'll see you next time.
1: Experience. Experience.